Welcome to yet another edition of Sean's Sports Show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 127. And I am coming at you from Los Angeles, California on Thursday, August 16th, 2018 at 8.48 p.m. Pacific Time, 11.48 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Today, I'll be reporting and giving my opinion on each breaking news story inside the world of sports. I'm also going to be covering the uh, news results and future matchups of the LA sports team. So without further ado, let's get down to it. First thing I'm going to be reporting has to do with um, NFL football. Uh, superstar wideout Odell Beckham Jr. said on Thursday today that he's letting his agent and the New York Giants worry about a contract extension and that he's confident it will eventually be resolved. He said, quote, I definitely think it's going to work itself out. Per Dan Duggan of The Athletic, when is it going to happen? You don't know. It's a matter of time, just like everything in life. Beckham, who's 25 years old, is entering the final year of his rookie deal and is set to make $8.4 million in the 2018 season. But given his elite production, he's in line to become one of the highest paid wideouts in football. In his first three seasons, Beckham registered at least 90 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 10 touchdowns in each season. He was well on his way to another elite season in 2017 with 25 catches for 302 yards and three scores. That put him on pace for 100 receptions, 1,208 yards, and 12 scores. But an ankle injury cost him the remainder of the 2017 season, and Beckham has been working his way back to health. All indications are that looks that he's healthy and sharp. Quote, he looks like he's going, he's catching the rock, running the rock. Detroit Lions cornerback Darius Slay, who faced Beckham in joint practices and scrimmages this week, said per Jordan Rennan of ESPN.com, he's always going to be explosive. He's never going to lose that until he's 50, I guess. I don't know. Other than that, he's Odell. Beckham also commented on getting to run practices against the Lions, and he said, quote, it was cool to be able to go against somebody else. Per Nick Shook of NFL.com, we've been going against our guys every day and they know everything that you're doing. It's hard to beat somebody who sees you every day. So to be able to go against other guys, compete, practice hard and practice safe. So uh, that's that. Switching gears now uh, to the MLB. This is um, pretty big here for Yankee fans. Um, New York Yankees right fielder Aaron Judge is, quote, frustrated. He hasn't been on the field while his team has fallen 10 games behind the Boston Red Sox in the American League East. Quote, I'm not frustrated with the pace of the healing. I'm frustrated with being out, Judge said per Coley Harvey of ESPN.com. Judge has been out since July 26th when he was hit by a pitch and suffered a chip fracture in his wrist. Harvey noted the Yankees initially said Judge would take three weeks to recover, but GM Brian Cashman granted, quote, we missed on the time frame in an interview with WFAN 101.9 FM's Mike Francesa on Wednesday, adding, on Wednesday, adding, quote, it's going to be longer than that. Judge also said the cortisone shot he received Monday was something to, quote, just kind of get over the hump as the eyes are returned, but he's yet to take swings with the bat in his hand since he suffered the injury per Harvey. Last season's American League Rookie of the Year was slashing um, 285, 398, 548 with 26 home runs and 61 RBIs in in 99 games before the injury. The batting average would be a career best mark if it continued, but is now well behind the 52 homer pace that he set in 2017. The Yankees have treaded water without him in the, in uh, in August at just 7-8 and eight, and now barely have the Red Sox in their sights entering the stretch run. New York still has power with, with still has power with Giancarlo Stanton and Didi Gregorius, but it is missing plenty of punch without Judge and catcher Gary Sanchez, who is also on the 10-day disabled list with a groin injury. The Bronx Bombers are not likely going to catch Boston this season, but are still three and a half games ahead of the Oakland Athletics and six games clear of the Seattle Mariners in the race for the American League wildcard positions. 
But uh, that's that. But obviously, Aaron Judge is crucial for the Yankees to do absolutely anything in the postseason. So uh, it's not looking good for the Yanks. Switching gears now to um, back to the NFL. This is a pretty big news here. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is reportedly out of the NFL's concussion protocol after suffering a possible head in- after suffering a possible head injury during Tuesday's practice at training camp. On Thursday, uh, Jerry Dulak of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette reported Big Ben is quote fine and should make his return to practice Saturday ahead of a likely preseason debut on August 25th against the Tennessee Titans. Roethlisberger, who wasn't expected to play in either of the Steelers' first two exhibition games anyway, was cleared to travel with the team to face the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night. He was injured in a collision with offensive lineman Marcus Gilbert. The 36-year-old Ohio native discussed his mindset regarding concussions after suffering a head injury during a 2015 game against the Seattle Seahawks. Speaking on 93.7 The Fan, he said, quote, I was literally on the sideline for the first time in maybe my life thinking about my family and not going back in the game because I didn't feel quite right. That's why I was honest with the trainers and the doctors and wanted to tell them exactly what I was going through. The brain is not an injury that you want to play with and you and play through. We play football for such a short period of time in our lives. When you're done, you want to be a father and a husband and be the best that I can be. If I have these brain injuries, it's not worth it. Roethlisberger has missed at least one game in each of the past three years and has appeared in all 16 games uh, just three times in 14 years since the Steelers selected him in the first round of the 2004 draft. It doesn't appear the latest... Uh, ailment may has put him in any danger of missing the season opener against the Cleveland Browns on September 9th though so um things are I'm glad that it, that uh everything's okay for him and um uh, and it's good for Steelers and their fans as well switching gears now to the MLB developments on this story Miami Marlins pitcher Jose Reina has been suspended six games and fined an undisclosed amount of money f- for hitting Atlanta Braves outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr. with the first pitch of Wednesday's game. According to Joe uh, Frisaro of MLB.com, Arena hit Asuna, who had let off the previous three games against the Fish with a home run with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball to start the game, leading to both benches clearing. Uh, Arena was ejected for his actions, and Asuna ultimately left the game after the first inning due to a left elbow injury. The CT scan came back normal, and, his rookie, and the rookie was back in the lineup on Thursday. Arena discussed the incident afterwards, saying, quote, I tried to come out to the game to get a deep into a game. Uh, per Mark Bowman of MLB.com, the first pitch you hit somebody, the umpires knew that was a mistake and they let me warm up. But those people, they got crazy and they started to attack me and I don't know what they were looking for. I just backed up and tried to stick to my game plan. Asuna entered the game having eight round trippers in his last eight appearances, including a dinger in a franchise record tying five straight games. And while he left Wednesday's game without hitting a homer, the Braves later made it. Uh, the Braves later made it known that, that his streak was still officially active. The beating seems to stem from the fact that pitchers are having a hard time containing Asuna and that reasoning didn't set well with Atlanta. Braves manager Brian Snitker said via, uh, via Brian uh, Snitker, quote, uh, to get hit like that when all, he, all he's doing is playing the game. He's not doing anything to show anybody up. He's just playing the game. He's a young, talented kid. That's a shame that happened. What happens if they hit him there and it breaks his elbow and he's done for the year? With what we're trying to accomplish here and where we're at, there's no reason for that. I mean, this is a game. Asuna has made himself a legitimate National League Rookie of the Year candidate by hitting 288 with 19 home runs and 43 RBIs in 69 games. That impressive start to his career has helped the Braves surprise the baseball world by holding a two-game lead in the NL East at 68-51. and 
Meanwhile, the Marlins are 22 games back in the division at 48 and 75. In the same breath, it's been a rough year for Arena as the right-hander has gone 3 and 12 with a 4.74 ERA in 24 starts. He's tied for fifth in the majors with 11 hit batsmen. Barring an appeal, Arena's suspension is expected to begin Friday. He could potentially miss one start as a result, or the Marlins could tweak the rotation to make it so his next outing only gets pushed back a couple of days. Per MLB.com, Atlanta first base coach Eric Young also received a one-game suspension and an undisclosed fine for his actions in the bench-clearing uh, bench um, altercation. So uh, that's that. Switching gears now back to the NFL. This is pretty huge here. Um... Denver Broncos general manager John Elway said Thursday that free agent quarterback Colin Kaepernick had an opportunity to sign with the team. According to NFL Network's James Palmer, Elway said, quote, Colin had his chance to be here. We offered him a contract. In 2016, Elway told reporters that the Broncos had made an offer to Kaepernick. According to CSN Bay Area's Mindy Bach, the contract would have paid Kaepernick $7 million per season over two seasons. Since parting ways with the San Francisco 49ers at the end of the 2016 season, Kaepernick has gone unsigned. The Broncos' contract with Kaepernick occurred when he was still with the Niners and before he began kneeling during the playing of the National Anthem to protest social injustice and racial inequality. Instead of acquiring Kaepernick and signing him to a new deal, Denver went with Trevor Simeon as a starting QB for parts of two seasons. This offseason, Denver traded Simeon to the Minnesota Vikings and signed former Vikings signal caller Case Keenum. Since the uh, conclusion of the 2016 season, reported interest in Kaepernick across the NFL has been neg uh, negligible. The Baltimore Ravens held talks with Kaepernick last year and the Seattle Seahawks scheduled a workout with him in April, but it was postponed. Kaepernick has a grievance case against the NFL for collusion. In the 30-year-old's veteran, uh, 30 veteran most NFL action, he threw for 2,241 yards, 16 touchdowns and 4 interceptions in 12 games in 2016, along with 468 rushing yards and 2 scores on the ground. He also played in 6 career playoff games and has led to the 49ers to Super Bowl to the Super Bowl in 2013, where they lost 34-31 to the Ravens. In addition to Keenum, the Broncos have 2016 first-round draft pick Paxton Lynch and 2017 seventh-round pick Chad Kelly on their roster as well. So that's that. Uh, pretty interesting here that Kaepernick did not uh, you know, take the contract and play. Uh, switching gears now to the MLB. More controversy, controversy in baseball. This has to do with the LA Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers outfielder Yasiel Puig received a two-game suspension when San Francisco Giants catcher Nick Hundley was fined an undisclosed amount for their respective roles in a benches-clearing brawl during Tuesday's game at Dodger Stadium. MLB.com's Don Hyung Park reported Thursday. Puig got in Hundley's face in response to a comment he made after Puig expressed frustration after fouling off a pitch from Giants relief pitcher Tony Watson. After they exchanged more verbal jabs, the outfielder pushed the veteran backstop a few times. Quote, so I was a little quiet and Hundley told me to stop complaining, get back into the box. And when I got in his face, he told me he to also get out of his face. So that's when I got upset, Puig said via a translator. I didn't like that he was telling me what to do. And then he said some words to me in English that I really can't repeat. Hundley didn't add much context to explain the scuffle beyond saying it was part of the NL West rivals battling for battle for positioning in the playoff race. We're competing on the field against the team we're chasing. They've been scuffling um, a little bit and we're trying to catch them, he told reporters. Obviously, a nice rivalry. We had some words and pushed a couple times. There's really not more not more to it than that. Uh, both players were ejected from the game, and the Giants ended up winning 2-1. to one. Losing Puig is a big short-term loss for the Dodgers, in my opinion. Unless he appeals the suspension to him, he'll miss the first two games in a three-game series versus the Seattle Mariners. Chris Taylor figures to receive the extra playing time in right field for, uh, for the Dodgers, while Matt Camp starts in left. 
so personally, as a Dodger fan, I may be a bit maybe a bit biased, but I don't really see why they suspended Yasiel Puig. He only, uh, you know, st- stood his ground. So I don't see like what the problem really was with Puig. But MLB made the decision, and it is what it is. Now another MLB story. The New York Mets provided some momentary joy for their fans on Thursday in what was otherwise a pretty disastrous 2018 season. The Mets dropped a franchise record 24 runs in a win over the Philadelphia Phillies. Jose Bautista was a standout performer going 3 for 4 with 7 RBIs with his run scoring double in the ninth, capping off the offensive outburst. Kevin Ploiecki was also 4 for 4 with 3 RBIs and 3 runs scored. Starting pitcher Corey Oswalt was the only member of, the, of New York's lineup to go hitless. Six Mets players had multi-hit games. Uh, Philadelphia trailed 15 to 4 entering the seventh inning when he decided to bring in to bring on utility man Roman Quinn to pitch. Michael Conforto just deposited Quinn's second pitch over the right field fence. Quinn allowed seven runs over 1.2 innings before Scott King Kindry replaced him in the eighth. Charitably speaking, one could describe Kindry as a finesse pitcher in that none of his pitches was fast enough to get picked up on the Raider gun in the stadium. Kindry's velocity is completely absent in MLB.com's play-by-play breakdown. The Phillies don't have any time to wallow in their wops in their lopsided loss. First pitch for the second half of Thursday's doubleheader, or actually the game has already happened. So that's that. Switching gears now to uh, the JBA. Uh, this is uh, very unfortunate. I don't know why this has happened. Um, Brandon Phillips, who played for the Los Angeles Ballers in LaVar Ball's Junior Basketball Association, said the league didn't fulfill its contract obligations to him. Per Cyclomedia's Thomas Duffy, Phillips said the JBA has only paid him roughly one-third of what he was promised. He paid for his own bags to be checked on flights and hasn't had any of his phone calls returned regarding his last two paychecks. Phillips also tweeted that he, quote, can provide screenshots of players on my team who also got cut backing up my statements. Duffy noted that Phillips gave up his college eligibility for $1,000 in salary. Per Andrew Turner of the Los Angeles Times, JBA players are supposed to receive a base salary of $3,000 a month and a 60% return on their jersey sales. This opportunity came along and I think it's a really amazing opportunity to get my name out there, get some exposure and to prepare me for overseas or the NBA, Phillips said in July. It's definitely been a great experience traveling and playing basketball. That's always been a dream of mine and and so I'm happy to be living it right now. The 19-year-old Phillips was cut by the LA Ballers in the middle of the JBA season to make room on the roster for LiAngelo Ball. So that's that. Uh, Very unfortunate. And um, I'm a fan of the JBA, but this is not cool, in my opinion. And um, I hope that um, it it gets resolved sooner uh, uh, rather than later. So that's that. Switching gears now uh, to the NFL. Oakland Raiders quarterback Derek Carr is already an expert when it comes to the new offensive scheme head coach John Gruden has brought to the team. Quote, I think he's one of the best in terms of processing information, Gruden said of Carr. Per NBC Sports Bay Area, Scott Baer, I think he craves new things. He wants more. What do we have today? What are we doing today? What's new? What do we got? He has a photographic memory. It comes so easy to him. He's got the offense mastered more than I do. Gruden's comments were probably music to the team's ears. Carr's development was likely a primary focus when owner Mark Davis identified Gruden as Jack Del Rio's replacement. During his time away from coaching, Gruden turned himself into a quarterback uh, quarterback expert, uh, be it through his anal- analysis on Monday Night Football or his QB camp series with incoming rookies on ESPN. 
Earlier this month, Carr praised Davis and Raiders general manager Reggie McKenzie for bringing in Gruden, saying, quote, so for, so for Davis to get Coach Gruden, we have to take the next step. And it's like, well, you know, if we had to do it, well, thank you for bringing someone in that believes in me, wants to teach me, wants me to be better. He said per ESPN.com's Paul Gutierrez. So absolutely, man, I thank Mr. Davis and Mr. McKenzie all the time. Although Carr went to the Pro Bowl for the third t- straight season in 2017, it was a somewhat disappointing year for the 2014 first-round pick. He threw for 3,496 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions, all worse numbers compared to this, his 2016 season. Oakland's future uh, rests largely on Carr's right arm. He's entering the first season of his five-year $125 million extension, which showed the Raiders' belief in him. So uh, that's that. Obviously, they have a lot of belief in him, but uh, it's pretty cool that all their stuff is... Um, clicking the way it should be and uh switching gears not to the last uh breaking news story of the day this has to do with an nfl preseason game pretty unfortunate if you're an eagle fan philadelphia eagles quarterback nick Foles suffered a shoulder injury in the first half of thursday night's preseason contest against the new england patriots and did not return while Foles said he felt quote pretty good after the game he will have tests on his shoulder friday according to espn's adam schefter he was 3-for-9 in the game for 44 yards and had a fumble recovered and returned for a defensive score. Foles, who's 29 years old, took over as the team's starting QB last season during Week 14 against the LA Rams after Carson Wentz tore his ACL, ending his season. Foles led the Eagles to a win in that contest in their next two games, clinching home field advantage throughout, through the NFC postseason in the process, though he struggled against the New York Giants and Oakland Raiders. Foles uh, was excellent in the lead-up to the Super Bowl, however, going 49-63 of 63 for 598 yards, three touchdowns and no interceptions and wins over the Atlanta Falcons and Minnesota Vikings. That set up a meeting with the New England Patriots, a rematch of the 2004 Super Bowl, which was won by New England. Foles led the Eagles to a win, winning Super Bowl MVP honors in the process. The veteran quarterback started his career with the Eagles in 2012 after the team selected him in the third round with current Eagles head coach Doug Peterson serving as the quarterback's coach at the time. He ascended to the starting position in 2013 and was superb under former head coach Chip Kelly and he threw for 2,891 yards, 27 touchdowns, and only two interceptions. He couldn't sustain that success, however, struggling in 2014. The Eagles then traded him to the St. Louis Rams for Sam Bradford before the 2015 season. His struggles continued in St. Louis, where he appeared in only 11 games, throwing for 2,052 yards, 7 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. He then signed with the Kansas City Chiefs for the 2016 season, serving as Alex Smith's backup before signing a two-year deal with the Eagles ahead of the 2017 season. So uh, that's that. That's all we have for the breaking news in sports. Now we're going to be transitioning uh, into uh, the L.A. sports teams, starting with the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers did not play today. Uh, they're currently third in the NL West. Their next game is tomorrow at 7.10 p.m. Pacific time, 10.10 p.m. Eastern against the Seattle, Mar- Seattle Mariners uh, as they open up a series against those guys. The Angels played the Texas Rangers today and lost 8-6. to six. The Angels fall to 62-61, and 61, and the Rangers improved to 54-69. and 69. The Angels' next game is tomorrow at 5.05 p.m. Pacific Time, 8.05 p.m. Eastern, against the Rangers in Game 2 of their series. Now, the LA Galaxy did not play today. Their next game is this Saturday, August 18th, at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, against the Seattle Sounders. And finally, LAFC's next game to close out this episode of Sean Sports Show. The LAFC play this Sunday, August 19th at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern against the Colorado Rapids. So that's all we have for this episode of Sean Sports Show. This was episode number 127. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys in episode number 128, which will be recorded and released on Friday, August 17th, 2018. So again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys then. Peace.